Hello, Flower Tribe, and welcome to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, Stories of Our Mothers. This is a weekly discussion centered around unifying, uplifting, and connecting women. It is a space to share stories and spread wisdom amongst ourselves and leave a little mark for the rising generations. I am your podcast host, Courtney Brookins, with the focus of helping you bloom into your best self. Hello, Flower Tribe, and welcome to another episode of the One Sun, Three Flower Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about the book and movie, The Hate You Give. Excuse me. The Hate You Give has multiple different themes and messages in it, but I really want to centralize my attention on the character Star. Star is the main character of the book and movie, and she witnesses her friend, long-term friend, Khalil, being shot. And there are a number of things that she encounters within that experience, and we watch her evolve as a a character or actress throughout the entire movie and book. But I really want to point out a piece of the book or the story that is not getting as much attention as I think that it should. Um, Excuse me. In the book and movie, Star talks about how she has to be two people. She is one person when she is at Williamson, which is the private or charter school that she attends in this suburban area and is predominantly white and it's upper class and these children are just exposed to an abundance of resources and then she talks about how she's another person when she's at when she's at home which is in Garden Heights which the story in the movie outlines is a predominantly African American area and It is an area where it is very um, full of crime and lower lower to uh, lower to lower middle class families, a lot of poverty in there, a lot of gang banging and drug dealing. And she and she outlines how when she's she's two different people when she's in two different in in each place and even more so. She speaks to how when she is at Williamson, she's very intentional about not being confrontational, about not being ghetto, about not using slang, about not quote-unquote fitting into anything that can be perceived as a stereotypical black persona. And then when she comes back home, she's able to be just star. She's able to be 
just who she is. And the reason why I feel that this is such a major thing that is within the book that people are not necessarily talking about is because it speaks to the pressures that black women and girls encounter when they are within two different cultures. I have for so long talked to women and girls about the pressures of assimilation and having to be adaptive when they are around other cultures and the pressure that they we face is somewhat unfair because we get lost in our authenticity and start to try to assimilate toward a standard that we're taught is better than us. And so in doing so, we lose our voice. We lose our the ability to vocalize our true feelings, the ability to be able to operate within our own form of comfort for someone else's comfort. Even more than that, we are um, we're forced to even more than that we're forced to a form of mass representation we are overcompensating for the fact that our behavior, our speech, how we carry ourselves ourselves represents not only us in that moment, but it represents a collective body because it becomes what others see as the status quo for normalized black experience. And with the common norms that are centered around or I won't even say norms the stereotypes that are centered around the around black women in the black experience we really 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 see those pressures come to light I I talked about how she has these pressures in her school building but these pressures are pressures that women face every day in stores in at the workplace at restaurants them having to make sure that no one sees them as this perceived stereotype and then the funny thing the backlash is when they actually master the game quote unquote they still receive backhanded compliments because they are still being told, oh, well, you're different than other black girls. You're different than other black women. We even heard Star being told that by her best friend Haley. You're different. I don't see you like that. 
I don't see you like those other people because she worked so hard to assimilate and normalize her quote unquote, normalize her behavior to the comfort of her classmates. Now they saw her differently. So it didn't really change the perspective of the black image or the black female image or the African-American female image or the brown female image, whatever term is most politically correct. But it changed how they saw her. So then it disconnected her from her community instead of it being a way of helping other people to understand who she was. So I really liked that piece. I know it's a very small piece in the spectrum of the whole story, but I think that it's an important piece because it really calls out the pressures that women of color have to face when they are in the presence of people with that, that are not in their culture. I also like to point out that I have multiple Hispanic friends, and I've learned that this is not something that is just related to African-Americans. This is a pressure that also comes in and is related to um, Hispanics as well. I've heard them dialogue about the fact that they try to dress down their accent and make it Um, not as easily detectable that they speak another language or things like that um, because they don't want to be stereotyped. And unfortunately, because of the pressures that are going on right now in our country and also directly related to immigration, when people hear those accents, they naturally assume a lot of false information and so now this idea that Star portrayed in the in the book and movie, I'm able to understand is is a people of color issue. It's not just a issue that is directly related to the black experience, but ultimately it's all about assimilating to the white standard. And I think that it's really good for us to be able to just hone in and have these honest dialogues about the pressures of being asked to pretend to be something we're not just so that we can make others feel comfortable. And I do want to say that in operating your in your authenticity does not mean that you have to be ghetto or I'm sorry, quote unquote ghetto or because that term is not even used in this right context, but quote unquote ghetto or confrontational or as Star says in the book and movie, give people the stank eye. But you can authentically express the feelings that you have and you can speak up and you can have a voice and you can honor your truth without without having to adjust those things or silence them because sometimes they don't even get adjusted. They get silenced for other people's comfort. So I just wanted to uh, come in and jump in on this movie and book while it's still relevant and just continue to give voices to women of color 
This is the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast where we interview everyday women and allow them to share their stories. This, our tagline is Stories of Our Mothers. And we want to continue to create a sense of community. So if you are a woman with a story, please continue to reach out to us. We need to hear more conversations like this that are community-based. We need to hear more stories of other moms. We need to hear more stories from business owners. We need to hear more stories of uplifting ourselves and empowerment and just all that other good stuff. So stay tuned. We have more good things coming for you guys. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to the One Sun, Three Flowers podcast, which is available to you every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you like this podcast, share it, and tell a friend about it. And also continue to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and more. Oh, and while you're at it, don't forget to visit our website, www.onesun3flowers.com. Dot com.